Hello gamers, welcome back to Speedrun, the fast talking video game podcast where we talk about basically anything that's weird and or retro that interests us. I was I'm going Jamie. to say that started off very like sultry, that started off very like velveteen, and then we got back to like the usual energy. <laughs> Should we try that again or do you want to keep that one? I think I'm going to keep that one. I like that. that All do, right. do you, hi, welcome to the Sultry Gamers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're Jamie. I'm Jazzy. What are we talking about? Uh, clear. Uh, are, are we having Bayonetta get do the ASMR role play of uh, her telling us her very complicated Applebee's to go order? Listen, before I unwrap my very complicated Starbucks to go order, what are we talking about today? Today's video, or today's podcast, I should say, I've had YouTubing on the mind, as always, was actually sent to us via email by FireDread. Uh, hi, Jamie and Jazzy. Can you talk about pay-to-win games next episode? I don't know when that, what episode that was sent after, but this is this episode, and let's talk about pay-to-win games. Jamie, as you know, I am a huge huge mmorpg fanatic they indeed you are i'm starting the timer by the way awesome great um i have been mmos have been like my favorite genre of gaming literally since i was about seven or eight when i started with uh runescape classic which uh back in 2003 that is the version of runescape that had the 2d sprites that rotated uh like doom in like a very rudimentary barely like 3d polygonal environment it was amazing then i was in the beta for runescape 2 when that was open beta and then i've helped alpha test elder scrolls online i helped beta test link realms and world of warcraft and i am deeply entrenched in mmos they are the games that i believe are have some of the most egregious examples of pay to win in them and then I know you're going to talk about mobile games. So I'm going to come at this from the MMO perspective. Now, pay to win is when you, the player, are able to directly purchase power with real world money uh, and not with in-game currency. Whether that be very like direct or I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. A lot of people see a difference between going to a cash shop and buying a pluff the plus 50 sword of fuck you. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep that. The plus 50 sword of, he- of heck you versus... Of forget you. Of, of forget you versus on EVE Online buying an item called the Plex with your money, selling it on the in-game uh, marketplace, and then getting ISK, which is an in-game currency, and then buying. That is seen as a little bit different. So we're talking about directly buying power or potions or anything that improves quote quote your gaming experience directly with money that gives you an edge over everyone else and this is such a problem in mmo games because a lot of mmos have very specific pvp elements to them and some of them even have full loot uh pvp which means that when you die all of your items hit the floor along with your body and if someone paid to have an advantage over you They can kill you, take all your stuff, simply because they paid more money than you. A lot of people say that trading card games are pay-to-win by design, and I think they're technically correct in saying that. Like, you're not going to 
if you're playing magic and someone has a really expensive deck that is very very efficient and consistent you know you're not going to have a great time with a stack of commons that you just opened up a booster packs and um in regards to mmos i think the most egregious example of this is uh is a game called black gold by snail software and i don't think it's still online in the west but it was like i saw it at the bottom shelf of the pc game section of gamestop so you know it's going to be good oh absolutely so so i installed it i turned it on and then i realized that in order to loot enemies you have to pay a microtransaction you have to buy keys to loot bodies in an mmo rpg where the whole point of the game is to grind for loot what and also what i i'm dead serious even worse is a game uh lineage 2 which if you don't know about lineage it uh it was one of the games that uh richard garriott helped uh helped on after Ultima Online. It was produced by Jake Song, published by NCSoft, and is easily one of the highest grossing MMOs in the world. Like, I think it might even dwarf World of Warcraft a little bit, but no one talks about it because it's huge in Korea and not in the Western world. Uh, Lineage 2 is so painfully overinflated. It's like Gaia Online levels of inflated. So when it... If you start the game now, there's almost no shot you'll be able to grind enough currency in order to get, like, a decent set of armor. So you just buy it outright from the company. No big deal. Um, A lot of people know me as the person that harps on and on and waxes romantic on Ultima Online. Even EA... Of course. The people who bought um, Origin and then Mythic... And now, through a series of mergers and everything, have Ultima Online in their greedy, greedy hands. Uh, the current developers, Broadsword, put up the Ultima Store. I have feelings about the Ultima Store. Namely... You're out of time, but please go into it, because I'm very curious. All right, this is my last point. Uh, they put up a item that you can buy for 20 bucks, and it is the, quote, deluxe starter set. And in it is a bunch of, like, currencies that comes out to around, like, one or two mil GP in uh, Ultima Online currency, depending on what server you're on. But what you get is a suit of armor that has maxed resistances, mana, super fast mana regeneration, no uh, reagents required to cast spells, swing speed increase, and just defense chance. Just, like, every good stat you could want on armor that you could spend months crafting, you can just buy. And it's called the Starter Kit. And Oh, yikes. Yeah, no. So I have a big problem with MMOs that like sell power as a way to either skip gameplay or make you infinitely more powerful than if you didn't pay. Because it devalues not only people's time, it also devalues the developer's effort that they put into the game and put into the art. If it was intended to be a game or art in the first place, time. Your turn. Okay. So, as I start my timer, I think 
that's a really interesting slant to come at out at it with because usually when I think of uh, pay to win games, my thoughts are either mobile games or games that you get from like PSN or the Nintendo eShop that are basically mobile games, right? Yeah. I think the most egregious example is Clash of Clans, or, or what is it now? Clash Royale? Is that, is that what it is? Like Clash of Kings? I don't know. Back when I, back in my day, when I was in high school. <laughs> back it was in my Clash day, before I was crushing candy. Back in my day, when I still had hope. <laughs> <laughs> Just a full stop, but... Clash of Clans, I think it was, goodness, my junior, senior year of high school, it became the big thing everyone was playing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to get into it, but basically, it's like, oh, you can play completely for free. Oh, but some of the actual good stuff you'd want to build for, like, your little base area, because basically it's like, you know, build a base and then raid other people's bases to, like, level up and stuff. Right. As you level up more, some of the stuff you need to build can literally take a week of real-world time to build. Unless, of course, you spend real-world money for in-game currency, but not the basic in-game currency, but a special in-game currency that you can only buy with real-world money to speed it up. Or you can watch an ad. Wink! I don't even remember if they had that option. And I remember there are a few other games like this. Uh, and I really don't have too much to say about them other than these games may be free to play, but in my eyes, they're worthless. It's true. You Just know one garbage that does free to play pretty darn well? A mobile game at that? What's that? Uh, I actually really enjoy uh, Sum Sum, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you're the familiar Disney with one? the Disney one. Oh, yeah. I love Elliot it. loves Sum Sum. It's so fun. And not only that, uh, it showers you in currency. And if you, it's one of those games where it's kind of like Candy Crush, where you you're given a certain number of hearts, and that's the number of attempts you can buy. Like mm-hmm. hearts that basically will set you up for casual play, and you don't even have to think about it for like a couple bucks. And even then, you can play it completely for free and get really stinking good at it, and not even think about giving it money. Same thing a long time ago when um, Hasbro put out the My Little Pony, like, Ponyville building game. Yeah. I, in high school, I maxed that all the way out. When the max level was 50, I got to the gold cap and the gem cap and all the buildings, all by waiting, like, a week in real time to build things. And it was nuts. Because at that time, I was used to EVE Online, where in order to train... In order to level up one skill, it takes a week, real-world time, of you locked out of the game. So I was already, like, I was already with this. And then on right. the other side, we have the Harry Potter mobile game, where it's just like, Yikes. oh, no, your your student is being attacked by vines. And it's like, that's already pretty sus but to begin with. But you have to wait eight hours, or you can pay to free them. It's just like, fuck it. I'll just wait eight hours. <laughs> You know, you know what I think is the best example of a mobile game that just gets it right for me? And it's a shame because it was really huge at launch, but it's so much better now than it was at launch. What's that? Pokemon Go. You are so right. Go off. And this will be I'm like not the ju- last I'm not thing. Just, it's yeah, so good. I'm, I'm not just saying this because uh, my, my nephew, Hi Dean, he's turning, uh, he's turning five in a couple days at the, retur- uh, at the recording of this. Hi, Dean. 
Hi. He's really into Pokemon now. He's but like he's not like you know he's still learning how to read and stuff. But like he can play Pokemon Go right on my my sister's phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Pokemon Go is it's like yeah you can buy Pokeballs or you can make me get off my big fat gamer but. tush. Gamer tush. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you know, walk down to the park and you know. Check out some Pokestops and stuff. I literally got to know my neighborhood originally just by looking for Pokestops and Pokemon Go originally. That's awesome. It's so good. Uh, and the only thing that's related I have an issue with is I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's great. There should be no need for microtransactions to ever be in a AAA game. We are at time. Ubisoft, get on my level. Oof. And we are at time. That was a good episode. That was a very good episode. I'm I'm feeling hyped. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm really good. You know what I'm feeling uh, hyped and excited for? Uh, you're about to have some good dinner. I'm about to have some sausage, and there's some mushrooms in there, too. It's going to be real good. Mmm. Mmm. I have a... While you're doing that, I, I'm uh, going to try something pretty neat downstairs. I bought some ginger candies, Ooh. some like ginger chews from a store. So I'm excited to see how they, they taste. I've never had them before. Excellent. Excellent. With that, so, I will see you in a couple minutes and I'll see all the listeners in a week. Yeah. Thank you all very much for watching. Uh, back us on Patreon on the Stuff We Play Patreon, patreon.com slash Stuff We Play. Subscribe to Stuff We Play on YouTube. Uh, join us on Discord, and if you have ideas for future episodes, you can email us either at jamie at stuffweplay.com or jazzy at stuffweplay.com. See you next time. Bye.